0: What's up, guys? We are here in Georgia. We were supposed to do the podcast over in San Antonio, but a couple of hiccups with the delays. So now we're in Georgia, Marab and I. I only had one mic, so I wasn't able to get him on. Um, a couple of things I wanted to talk about was the footwork of Corey Sanhagen being able to do the things that he's done in previous fights and being elusive, being hard to hit, and being a quote-unquote kind of an artist in there when he's painting his pictures with violence with his knuckles with his fists um, and with his knees and kicks and things like that you know he landed a couple of those flying knees uh, in the clinch pushing off you looking for some elbows beautiful and dominant first round one of the things I will say about that first round though (sighs) utilizing the takedown early and taking full advantage of a guy who's a very slow starter notoriously, you know, a guy who starts slow literally all the all his fights, gets behind on the scorecards. And if we look at this historically, I know some people were saying Cheeto didn't show up. Guys, I think it's time to stop playing that tune and singing that song and realize like, this is how he fights. And until he changes, changes that, he's gonna have a very difficult time trying to compete with other guys who blend in the wrestling and who get started faster, get started earlier, and not get behind the eight ball and then trying to play catch up with a Hail Mary shot. Um, That's not a productive way to try to win fights. I mean, it has worked. And uh, I can't deny that, but at the end of the day, when you're talking about becoming a champion, not saying Cheeto can't become a champion, but as long as everyone else who's ahead of him stays healthy and even some of the guys behind him who do tend to start faster and can Endure some damage the same way San Hagen was able to unlike the the Rob Font fight the Dominic Cruz fight and the Frank Edgar fight not fighting these guys who are a little bit over the hill You're fighting guys more around your age more durable can take can give it as much as they can take it kind of thing And I think that's the difference In those fights and this showed that that's why I tweeted I said that we got a lot of questions answered tonight because of those exact things that I just pointed out um, Cheeto has a great style. It's fun for the fans to watch because he can put your lights out. But trying to rally from behind is never going to be the way to uh, ensure yourself a title shot per se. When you have particular matchups with a guy like a Sanhagen or myself or Morab, you know you're looking for the older echelon that he can land that kill shot on and get him out of there. You know, so I'm not saying those shots couldn't knock any one of us out but it's a little bit different when you're fighting mostly over-the-hill competition so now we got to see who's who we got to get some definitive answers um, on the skill set um, Cheetos a very popular dude man when he walked into that arena the arena just popped that was fun to see him to be a part of I was actually surprised how much more of a of a cheer he got than St. Sanhagen just Hagen being a fan favorite as well But for the most part, it was a very heavy, Cheeto-friendly crowd. So that was cool to see. But again, let's just look at the things that these guys did differently in the fight. Um, Sanhagen took full advantage, got the takedown early, and it's nice to see that he blends in the wrestling now a lot more than he's ever did. Uh, I don't want to take credit for that um, because he has to ultimately go to the training room, look inside himself, and say, you know what, what can I do to change and evolve? Sanhagen did that. What can Cheeto do to change and evolve? Especially coming after this you would think after his last few fights that he would realize like hey I can't keep starting behind the eight ball trying to get back in the fight with the Hail Mary shot It just doesn't work that way all the time especially against guys who are going to be younger and more durable and I think that's the thing. He has to look in the mirror. And he has to ask himself um, And this is throwing no shade whatsoever because Michael Bisping and I hung out for like t- almost what felt like two hours just having a Blast, a lot of laughs. Me, him, Uriah Faber, the matchmakers, a couple of other guys, Brendan Fitzgerald, and Marab, and we're all just sharing stories and things like that. And Bisbing's a former champion. He's teammates, he's friends with um, former teammates and friends with Cheeto. They both train with uh, Jason Perillo. And to see Bisbing able to accomplish his dreams and goals and becoming a, a champ makes you also say, okay, there is a possibility and an avenue for Cheeto to become a champion as well, but um, it's gotta be the right place, the right time. And now he has to make sure he's knocking off these other contenders to keep his space relatively in line so that if the opportunity does arise, he's able to jump into the opportunity. Cause we already know he has the, the cardio. He's gonna be able to take those short notice fights no matter what, um, especially if it's a title shot opportunity. But again, he's gotta make sure he closes that gap with starting a little bit sooner. That's my two cents. If I'm being completely impartial about it, not being a hater, I know people love to say, oh, you're being a hater, Uh, he finishes, guys, you don't finish, ah, dude, come on, guys. Um, I I do all my analysis, even against my opponents, and I talk about their strengths and my weaknesses versus their strengths and their weaknesses, but the only thing you can measure is heart, grit, and the will to win. So those three things, man, um, they matter a lot. So, you know, I try to give you guys the real as much as I can. And uh, I think Cheeto definitely can wear the strap one day, but the stars just have to align perfectly for him. Because um, he's fighting him as myself, if he's fighting him a Marab, if he's fighting a Umar, or Ricky Simone, I think it's going to be a bad time for him, especially if it's a three round fight. He needs that five round fight to have the opportunity currently to land one of those kill shots to uh, get the job done. Um, we can see like even the hands the striking he landed a couple good things but for the most part it was Corey Sanhagen all day I would say that third and the fourth round Sanhagen tended to take off a little bit and it made it seem as if the rounds were closer and maybe because I was sitting next to his man Cheetos manager and his family uh, maybe I was being a little biased and saying like that third and fourth round I didn't know how to really score but I thought Sanhagen was winning Um, and maybe I gave it to Cheeto because I was sitting with his next to his family Kind of thing and the first and second round was so dominant for sanhagen that i thought okay maybe cheeto did win this round i don't know that's the, that's the way i was looking at it but when i go back and i look and i'm like yeah i think that was sanhagen 49 46 i think the fifth round with him pushing the last minute like that and going for broken line and some of the harder and bigger shots in that round i think Cheeto won round five but at the end of the day it's a five-round fight you can't just win one round you got to do the damn thing and, and try to get up on the scorecards or try to finish your opponent. And that's the name of the game, right? So, much love to these guys because at the end of the day, we don't have the show without each other. And it's nice to have other competitors out there who want to challenge themselves against the best in the world. And this is what it's all about, man. Styles make fights and I'm looking forward to the future to see what's going to happen for everybody. I love the Corey Sandhagen call out over Marab because... He's a quiet guy, he doesn't say anything, he doesn't really put himself out there, but it's nice to have characters in the division. We, I know we talk about, oh, I'll let your fighting do the talking, but there's like 650 something fighters on the roster, maybe even more, maybe closer to 700, right? So if everyone decided to do the same thing and just be quiet and boring, or not even boring, just be quiet and just fight, you only fight sometimes, especially at the top of the division, one, maybe two times out of the year. It's like, how do you get people to keep interest in? keep caring about you if you're not doing some things outside to kinda have some type of persona or image that people kind of cultivate or relate to. And that's what it's all about. It's just like all oh, the sports is you like the people who you tend to relate more to or you hate the people who bother you more in real life. You know? That's almost like a real life supervillain. So um, I did enjoy that call out. He was saying that he's hungry um, so he's got something for memorale to eat and they're not it's not food. <laughs> I guess he's talking about his hands and his knees and stuff like that. So, Rob his last fight at the Yan, he said uh, uh, he's hungry. Give him anybody. You know, so this is this is a fun matchup, and uh, I like to see this happen. Now, there's a couple other things that I want to mention about this fight. I'm going to give my early predictions. I think round one, Merab takes him down multiple times. The difference is keeping him down, but I think... Seeing how Sanhagen slowed down in third rounds three and four, I can see how, and even five, I can see how Murab can break him. And I think that would be the difference in that type of matchup, that pace, that style, and keeping Corey on his back foot. You even notice with Cheeto, when Sanhagen was pressing forward and Cheeto was on his back foot, he couldn't really kick the way that he wanted to. Couldn't let them things fly. But the moment that he let Cheeto press forward in some of rounds three, four, and mostly five, He was able to get off some of those kicks a little bit more and find more range and find a home for those those strikes a little bit more often but when you push a guy like that backwards between Cheeto and Sanhagen um, they're forced to just use their boxing predominantly and that is the difference so keep him on the back foot time those takedowns and if you don't get the takedowns come up with strikes off the break and just mix it up you mix it up better you're usually gonna win the fight and whoever has the bat the better gas tank which We all know the machine is the machine for a reason, and uh, I like that matchup. So if uh, Corey's feeling froggy, man, uh, let's let's go. We can line that one up too, and let me do my job here with uh, Henry in six weeks, and we'll see what happens with the division, how everything's playing out. But I have to talk about the judging, because in no way the Cheeto win three out of those five rounds And there's no way you could score round one the same way you score rounds three, four, and five. Completely different. And this is the issue with judging fights. And we need to figure out something to do to fix this, man. Because there was a couple ones that that were like that. Macy Barber, I thought she won the fight, but I thought it was more 29-28 versus 30-27. I'm just like, it just feels like a robbery, bro. bro. Like, she won, but come on, man. You can't say she won all three rounds definitively. That's kind of crazy and uh the durayev fight with uh Jukwani, i thought the same thing i th- actually thought it was leaning towards chitty with the second round doing more damage than durayev in the second round and then chitty winning the third that's the way i scored it but i don't know I, I just feel like sometimes we don't we're left in the dark we don't have answers to kind of know which way to go so that we can train the right way and Whoever Joel or Jada is, uh, he's going to be back at work the next day. Nothing happens in his life, but we get the consequences of someone potentially messing up your career with a 48-47 scorecard for the opponent that no one in their right mind that watched that fight thought that Cheeto won that fight. You know, So that was, that was god-awful, and I think something definitely needs to be done about that. Hopefully they do a review, and he has an explanation. There should definitely be an explanation for – the athletes, for the commission, and for the organization to know what were you possibly thinking and should that person be allowed to judge fights ever again, or not even ever again, but should that person be allowed to judge high-level fights until they can prove themselves on a consistent track basis that they are able to get the right scorecards consistently before coming back up to a main event slot where... (laughs) Imagine if there was two crazy people like that, then it would. Just, everyone would have been up in arms like, there's no way that this guy won that fight. And he even knew he didn't win that fight. But he was like, dude, if I'm going to get one and still one, hey, I'll take it. You know, my job is to fight. I don't control the judging. And you take it when you can get it. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, that's, that's what I got to say about that. What was the other one that I wanted to talk about? Oh, so this is a good one. So we got some fun potential matchups. We got Marab, he's out right now. He's gonna be healing up um, his hand. His hand was pretty jacked up after, before the fight with Jan, about two weeks before. And then even afterwards having to use it in the fight. Um, Now there's only one guy I know within the top five who has no opponent, he's not injured, he has no fight date. So what do you do with that guy? I say, you have Omali fight either San Sandhagen, or he fights uh, Umar Namagomedov. There shouldn't be anyone kind of just sitting around and waiting for the next title shot that they earned. Um, they're not having an injury. They're not the champ. I don't. I don't quite get it you know so it's, I don't get it's almost like being in witness protection that's what it feels like so uh, if I was a matchmaker I think those are the matchups to look at you got that round-robin kind of thing or that quad O'Malley, Marab, Umar because I don't think, the only reason I even put Umar in this category is because Umar doesn't have a fight and can't get a fight can't get a fight um, maybe they're trying to fast-track him, and that's why he can't get a fight because they want number 11 to fight top five, and everyone in the top five is like, "No, I earned my spot to fight next in line against another top five guy to earn a title shot," and that makes a ton of sense. So I completely agree with guys on that stance. But you have Umar, you have Amali, you have Marab, you have Cheeto, and then you have Jan. I think you guys, I think we can figure it out who should be fighting who. Um, I don't think there's any real bad matchup there. If I was playing matchmaker, I would either give Jan and yeah, I think I would do Jan and Umar. Or if you think you might kill off Jan, then maybe you do Umar versus Cheeto, or you do Marab versus Omali or Marab versus Sanhagen. So there's there's a ton of potential there, and this is why I love this division because everyone fights and competes with each other. No one's seeing the same faces over and over. You remember there was a time period in the 135-pound division where it was literally Rye Faber, TJ Dillashaw, and Dominic Cruz. Only guys who were fighting for a title. And it was just like this crazy round robin then enter uh, Cody Garbrandt. And then Cody Garbrandt versus TJ. Cody Garbrandt, um, TJ again. And then it was just like the same faces over and over and over. Now we got new blood, we got new competition and younger, talented guys. So it was fun to see, man. Um, Unlike the other divisions, people are saying like 55 is more competitive, but I don't get how it's more competitive when we're younger, um, we're fresh blood and we actually fight against each other. And I think those are the main things that the people want to see. So I'm excited to see which direction the UFC goes with this. Hopefully they do the right thing and they give the fans the fights that they wanna see. Um, and even if you gotta cough up a couple of dollars, it sometimes just, it costs money to make money, right? Pay to play. So that's pretty much how it goes. You got the best guys in the world who believe it all out there all the time. And uh, this is why the UFC, as they say, it's better than boxing because we give the fights that the fans wanna see at the right times that matters the most. And here we are. So let's get this done. Um, preferably I like to see O'Malley fight somebody. I don't think he should just sit there and protect the spot, even though, you know, they guaranteed him the shot, even though Marab fought the guy that he lost that he barely beat. I say he won, but I say he barely beat him. Marab had a way more dominant performance and over the course of five rounds. How do you you know, you gotta kinda fit the puzzles. I know some people are gonna say in the comments You guys won't fight each other. I know. I know, but no one said anything about Islam and Khabib and that matchup hasn't even been offered. So trying to say that we should fight each other when that matchup is not, not even like on the table. If that deal was actually on the table, then we could be like, okay, we, there is a problem because we're killing off contenders, but until then, I, I don't think anyone can even say that because it doesn't make any sense because we're on two different paths and there's a ton of other guys to, to fight, and I'm going up to 145, so let's get this done. Let me take care and end the cringe, and then we can uh, figure this out afterwards, after May 6, and then kind of go on about life and our careers and continue to make money and continue to chase uh, history. So I'm very much looking forward to this, and I feel like there was something else I wanted to say There's just so much. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I I guess the main thing is just the next matchups. I think now you got Cheeto sitting there in the wings, not right right now, but I think you look at the Umar fight later after his Ramadan, or you look at Cheeto and Jan, or you look at Marab and O'Malley, or Marab and Sanhagen. And uh, I think the winner of those, that matchup, should have the next crack at the title. And then after that, we'll see how my fight goes with Henry. And then we we have a decision right there. You know, I think it's people are making this a way bigger deal than it needs to be. And once we get through these two matchups, I think everything is going to be smooth sailing. We're all good to go. Copaesthetic. About to go to my gate. Go check in. So thank you guys for tuning in. Drop some comments. Let me know what you guys think about the matchups. Did you think the judges got it right with Cheeto winning the fight? Because I thought Cheeto should have got a 50, 45. That's just me. I'm joking. Clearly you're joking. But thank you guys. I'm going to see you guys later back in New York gonna get some work in um, I'm gonna be at the Knicks game and the Rangers game this week uh, Rangers game Tuesday Knicks game on Wednesday and then going out to the Prudential Center on Thursday to do some promotion for the fight hashtag and the cringe let me get some hashtag and the cringe in the comments and I'll see you guys later peace and love let's go